Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of the podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about an issue that I've been noticing recently for students who are taking the SAT, and that is managing your time for the reading section. So I'm going to break this episode down into three components. The first one, I'm going to talk a little bit of testing history, and I'm going to note, tell you a little bit about some of the patterns that I'm seeing. And secondly, I'm going to talk to you about some of the possible reasons for why students are having some difficulty managing their time. And then the last segment of the episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some possible solutions that you can use, starting with some conservative strategies to slightly more aggressive ones. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the SAT for a few quick minutes. So when the SAT was revamped around March 2016, the College Board released four tests to the public. We saw that there were 65 minutes to answer the five passages in the SAT, and that seemed like ample time, considering the fact that the old SAT was 25 minutes long. So when students started taking these initial four, timing wasn't really an issue. It was, in fact, some people made it just on time or they had time left over. Then the college board, after those initial four, released another batch of tests incrementally. So now we have about eight publicly public tests. Now, even with these last four, I personally didn't see students having timing issues. So around 2017 to now, that's when I started to see the timing issue becoming a theme. So when students take these mock tests for practice, I have been noticing that students are having some difficulty finishing the test. So that's something you want to be mindful of as you are thinking about taking the SAT or maybe this is your, you're going to take it the second time or maybe even the third time. So let's talk about why that's the case. There's a couple reasons. The last two passages, it seems, are areas where students are having the most difficulty. And these last two passages typically contain an archaic passage and a science passage. These passages tend to be the most difficult out of the five passages on the reading section. Why? Let's talk about the archaic passage passages. They're typically written around the 1800s. So the sentence style, the wording, it's vastly different from what students are used to. So when you're reading it the first time, it's hard to understand what it's trying to say. So then students might end up reading it another time, chipping away at their time. So the same applies for the science passages. Now, if students are typically science-oriented, maybe they won't have that much difficulty understanding it. But for some students, I'm noticing the science passages, the content level is a little bit typically harder, and sometimes it's un hard to untangle it at first glance. Another reason for the, t for the timing issue is, you know, when students are reading section, the reading section is the first section of the test. So naturally, some students, they want to take their time. They want to make sure they're off to a great start. And they want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna choose accurate answers. So it's, they're spending a little bit more time than normal. So what ends up happening is when the proctor, if the proctor even gives you a, a five-minute warning, they realize, oh, no, I have five more questions to go, and, I'm, and they're rushing, leading to inaccurate answers. 
So what are some possible solutions? Now, the first one is a really simple strategy. Create a budget for yourself. You should spend 13 minutes per passage. So a lot of times people forget this simple rule. 13 minutes per passage. So as long as you're sticking with that time frame, now sometimes you might end a little early and that's fine. Just note it somewhere, whether on your paper or mentally that, you know, I, I finished this passage early within under 13 minutes and you can use that extra time and apply it to other passages. So know that you have 13 minutes. So you shouldn't be spending, especially in the beginning ones where they're pretty straightforward, like the first two, first three, they tend to be very straightforward. So I don't think anybody should really be spending, you know, 15, 16 minutes on those. Uh, the second one is don't get fixated on one particular question. I noticed that some students, when they're going through these questions, they really want it. It frustrates them that they're stuck and they just really want to do their best to get the right answer. And that's not a bad thing to do, but this is a time test. So if you're spending so much time dwelling on one question, and by dwelling, I mean spending, you know, four to five minutes on one question, I don't think it's worth it. It's, it's like a video game. Would you, do you want to spend all that time just gathering one coin when there's a whole bunch of coins? If you just keep going a little bit further into the game. So keep that in mind. If, if it's spending, if, if it's taking too much time to answer one question, I would skip it or make it, I would, I would make an educated guess because you don't get penalized for wrong answers. And the last approach that I take is I basically have a conversation with the students and ask him or her questions to figure out what would be the right approach. There's tons of strategies that you can use to overcome time, but it may not always work for everyone. So the key is to ask a series of questions to kind of figure out what would be the best situation for them. The good news is that timing can be tackled. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like me to answer any of your questions, feel free to email me at the email address listed in the episode description box. See you next time.